I listen. I can feel it. I experience it. And I breathe it. This is music to me. And who am I? My name is Nina, and I'm a music lover. And I'm about to take you on a journey into one of the craziest industries in the world. This is Connected by Frequency. Welcome everyone to a new episode of my podcast. My name is Nina and you're watching Connected by Frequency episode number 18. As you already saw on socials, we are back to an online format, but just for a bit. Uh, there are a lot of artists I want to welcome uh, to my show, but it's not always easy to do it live in the studio. So I wanted to talk to this talented Italian producer and a DJ, and this is why we organized an online shaped podcast today. Uh, people say he's a newcomer, but I would never use that word because um, he has been delivering some amazing production uh, for the last 15 years, if I'm not mistaken. He will, make, he will correct me if I, if I am. Um, if you ask me about the genre, um, lately he has been focused uh, on progressive house and melodic techno. But the thing is, he has done it all. Um, uh, this is uh, why he has huge support from the biggest artists, including Tiesto, Solomon, Sasha, John Digweed, Armin Van Buren, Robin Schulz, Above and Beyond, Benny Benassi, Nora and Pure, Roger Sanchez, Pete Thong, and of course the greatest uh, radio stations uh, out there, like BBC Radio One, uh, and RJ France, Kiss FM UK, Sirius FM, and many more. Besides his own production, he has done a lot of remixes that ended up uh, on the various top lists. So my guest for today is Hermano Spadati, but you may know him as Spada. So welcome Hermano to Connected by Frequency Podcast. Hi guys, nice to meet you all and uh, happy to be here and talk with you about my music. Thanks for the introduction. You're you are very, very welcome. I'm glad you accepted my invitation. Uh, and tell me, how are you feeling today? Today is a good day because I, you know, Monday for the DJ is the, like the day after. We, we don't have the Sunday, like free day, but we have the Monday. Because you do, usually during the weekend we used to play and maybe travel a lot very far. So it's the day we do relax. And tomorrow we start with studio, producing, creating music. So it's fine. I was in Poland playing the whole weekend in the Pasha Poznan. And yes, this is a, like a sunny day. Perfect. So I'm back okay. in Prague. Oh, it is sunny over there as well. <laughs> what was raining this morning, to be honest. But now oh, wow. it's coming up some sun. I'm in the studio right now sitting with the, like a sunshine, sunshine coming on in the, in the studio right that's perfect <laughs> and i'm glad to hear uh, that you're in a good mood uh, because i'm sure this will be an interesting conversation for everyone so for the beginning can you tell me how does one day uh, in spada world looks like um i live uh, my house is also my studio so <laughs> because i don't know i didn't want to have the studio very far because sometimes i need i i have the feeling to to write immediately some ideas that I, I was inspired by. So maybe just uh, taking the tram to uh, approach and uh, arrive the, to the studio will be too much for me. Maybe I forget the idea. So mm -hmm. best for me is getting up, 
uh, waking up in the, in the morning and start a computer and start creating music. After this, uh, usually around this time, we'll, I will go for probably for a work in the center. I live in the center of Prague, and and yes, I will just uh, get off some of uh, uh, like a sort of a, um, yeah. Because when you work every day like too many hours, you feel like very um, tired in the end of the day because it's, <laughs> in the end it's still creativity. So I don't spend only one hour, but very much more. And yes, that's the normal day. After that, I probably stay out for dinner. I'm just chilling, but I live more in the in the day, not like in the night, like any, any other producer normally does. So for me, it's, it's good that I switch. During the weekend, I, of course, I go to sleep very late because playing, but during the week, I, I'm like a normal, I don't want to say normal, but it's totally different uh, daytime. I get up at 7, 6 a.m. and I go to sleep at 10, 11, something like that. Yeah, you're definitely one of the rarest DJs that uh, work uh, during the day <laughs> and sleep during the night. <laughs> well, if you have to produce, <laughs> this is the time. Because uh, producing is very, very hard if you spend many hours. So. For me, I realized it was the best thing during during the morning. So in the morning, I feel more energies and that's better for me. Okay, I understand that part. <laughs> okay, so if I'm not mistaken, uh, your musical journey started in 2007. And uh, I can say it was a, a turbulent journey for you uh, because I never faced so many various uh, genres in an artist production. Uh, literally people, any genre you imagine Spada uh, has it in his portfolio. <laughs> so can you explain this uh, kind of a journey for you, speaking of music production? Well, it's very easy because I like music. I like all electronic music. So, for example, if I listen to some new albums of Digitalism, which, which was 10 years ago, or Daft Punk 20 years ago, I get inspired. I want to do the same things, like trying to do something similar because I feel inspired. Now I'm, I'm back on the roots of progressive and I feel more into that, maybe. I don't want to say tomorrow I do house or uh, EDM or techno, but every day, the only thing is I start the computer, I start the, the instruments, and whatever it comes, it comes. I don't have a, a plan. I, I don't want to say I want to do a techno track. I let it go and that's it. So that's why in the past I used to do maybe something different style, because it was more inspiring to, to, into that. It's also mm -hmm. depending on your on your life. So if you in that time of your life you are more inspired, or maybe you listen more to that kind of music. Mm -hmm. So that's the difference. Other people maybe have uh, too much to think about. I'm a techno DJ, so you have to produce only techno. If you like it, if you can stay many hours in the studio just doing that, I'm happy for you. But for me, it's different. I need to. To look around because is I like all the music, so I can't stay only in one genre. But nowadays, as Pada only, I prefer to do only progressive because it's really my thing. In, <laughs> in the day, in the week, I also produce for other artists, and of course, sometimes I have to do music that probably you are not expected to hear, 
if I if I tell you this is I did this music I did. This is a good thing for me because also open my mind when I have to produce, for example, um, house beats for some good DJs that ask me to collaborate with him. I do it very happily. To, I am happy to do it because mm -hmm. for me also switch my mind doing progressive every day. You know, this the thing. That's a, it's a proper way to think about it. Um, so uh, I, I'm glad to hear that because uh, when I hear uh, an artist is not a prisoner of one style, then I, I really admire that because it is easy to produce, you know, one thing because people ask you to do it, you know, and they expect you to do it like this. But when you come with something completely different, some new idea or some new project, and uh, you do it pretty good, like you do it, for example, then people are, you know, surprised and amazed, you know, hearing something like that from you. So well, I think it's a good thing. Well, you know, if you, if what I think, a good DJ is a DJ that can play everything. So mm -hmm. based on that, same is for the producer. I'm not a, a rock uh, musician, I'm an electronic musician. And as an electronic DJ too, I have to play and I have to enjoy to play every kind of music, which is funky house, tribal house, or the, the same day I can play trance music, or the same day I can play techno. Because I like electronic music, that's the thing. I can't stay only on that, or produce only that, and that's it. It's too much limited from, for me. Maybe for other people is. It's good the other way, but for me, it's not possible. I like to do everything. Also, if you ask me to play tomorrow for hours at uh, Funky House, I will do it without any problem. Because I like Funky House music, I like Detroit techno, I like everything in the electronic music. Good point. <laughs> All right, so <clears throat> definitely you're following your guts, and this is this is good to, to hear. But how, how important, actually, you think, uh, for an artist is to stay updated uh, with the music around you? Mm, okay, I think to stay updated with the music around you, you mean like uh, to have uh, a focus on the production just to be recognized, something like that? Something like that, yeah, and to just... Uh, Pay attention to what's happening, you know, what is trendy or what people want to hear, you know. Where to look for, for example, for the, for the next future, what to search. Mm -hmm. Well, um, basically, we have to be, in any, in any case, like I did before, it's good to have uh, multiple styles, but we have to be recognizable. Even if you play a full set of house music or techno, I'm sure the people will recognize my taste on the selection. Mm -hmm. The same thing is to be has to be for the looking new music. So if you look for, for example, to get inspiration for new releases from drum and bass, you have your own taste in the end. Mm -hmm. You don't have to look just at the charts or, or uh, what the other beat is playing. So if you check some, for example, new releases on stock, you have to listen to that and say, this is pretty much working with other stylos I usually play, so why not put it in the back and maybe you can also play together and make a mixture of drum and bass with trance and in the same set. Sometimes it's also a good thing, I think, for example, 
I used to play a lot of uh, recently I, I bring it back to play the new some some records of uh, work records just mm-hmm. to create something um, like a sort of uh, an expected thing in the, in the, the middle of the set. Mm-hmm. I'm referring when I play like a DJ. So I think, yes, you have to check every kind of music, every kind of style, not only look about what the other DJ is playing or what the other DJ is charting, because that's their taste. You have to yeah. be yourself. That's yeah. it. And this is where the inspiration comes from. Right. <laughs> yeah. Inspiration also good. I mean, inspiration is also something different. It's also this, yeah, of course, because we listen to the music to get the inspiration. But sometimes the inspiration also is coming from outside, not only from the music, <laughs> also from your day life, from maybe a, a vacations. You know, is you, you watch a movie and you get inspiration and you want to produce something with that mood, with that feelings you get from the movie. So there is many things to to absorb and to make music create and create something because in the end we are creators, like uh, everything else, like in the art. Okay, cool. I can understand that part. <laughs> All right, uh, so your music definitely triggers uh, different feelings in people. But how do you feel about your music? Well, um, oh, how I feel? It's myself. <laughs> I, I mean, maybe some people that expect uh, uh, sunny melodies or warm backgrounds or warm uh, vocals probably are not in the right path with me because I'm more like a, my, my, my melodies when I produce house or I produce techno, or I produce stress. My melodies are recognizable because as a sort of nostalgic, dreamy, or whatever is outstanding, but in a dark and deep moody. So this is what I prefer to have, like a sort of a signature with my own tracks. Mm-hmm. But what do you actually want to attract in people when they're listening to your music? Uh, for what to attract to people when they listen to my music. Mm, it depends. I mean, of course, the sound. I like to play a lot with the sound, just to have some sound that probably are new for them. That's something they they will feel catchy to release on the track anymore and in the loop. But yes, the melody is mo- the most important thing to attract the people for me. Of course, mm-hmm. also the melodies in the vocals. So sometimes it's a mixture between vocal and melodies in the synthesizer. So this is what I, I I really spend much time. I don't spend, for example, one week just to find the right kick as other DJs mm-hmm. probably do. For example, if you produce um, hard techno or raw techno, like, like they call in some stores, mm-hmm. they probably spend all day to find the right kick. I, mm-hmm. I think for me, is uh, in the melodies creating. That's the thing, because I prefer to leave some loops in their minds of the melody. So the melody is the point. <laughs> yes, yes. That's I, the, I, don't, the... I don't call myself um, a trans DJ or, I mean, DJ as producer too, or a melodic house or a techno, because I don't want to be associated with a specific style. 
I just want to say I do melodic. So melodic could be house today, tomorrow trance, or you know, the 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 constant is the melody also in my production. So every every track of mine, I'm pretty sure you will find a melody in it, short or longer, but it's about that. Yeah, definitely, I can agree with that because what I hear in your production is definitely a melody <laughs> first that I hear. <laughs> so good. Okay. So, uh, since your release, uh, of in all your glory in 2013, uh, a game changer moment happened for you. Let's call it that way. So huge international names started, uh, being aware of you and your talent. Um, hit started rolling and big names in the industry show the biggest support for your work. Of course, uh, names like Tiesto, Don Diablo, Jackie, Steve Aoki, Solomon, Sasha, John Digvid, Above and Beyond, and a lot of others. I named a few, <laughs> but there is a lot. Um, what do you think is the most valuable thing that people recognized in your production and in you as an artist? Well, like I said before, the melody uh, I create the kind of nostalgic or melancholic melody is like my trademark signature. So mm -hmm. I think the people right now, also the, I, I have many, many messages sometimes that people write me, oh, I listened to this track. I was going to Shazamit. I was in the bar sitting. I, I was so much sure that it was your track. And then in the end, it was your track because they Shazamit and they found my name. But that's the thing I prefer since I'm not a singer I'm not uh, the people can't recognize me for the voice for example mm -hmm. like, uh, like most of the singers so my trademark thing is the, the melody and that's the what the people ask to expect from me even in the sets you I like to play um, punch techno for example but that's just special occasion for example if you if I have to close a night, of course, I like to do art techno, but in general, when I'm a headliner in a event, I normally play melodic, so I probably start with more slow BPMs, then increase to progressive mm -hmm. trends in the end of the set. So that's the thing. Is plus minus like the same of what I produce. Sometimes I like to produce with vocals because it's, I feel very inspired by the vocals to create the melody around of it. But sometimes, for example, in the future, all the upcoming releases are not without vocals. So it depends. But in the end, that's the thing. It's a melody, for sure. And yes, I agree. When you add vocals in your melodies, then it's completely other story. And this is why I like it uh, as well. So perfect. Uh, all right. So I'm always curious to hear, uh, what is that special reason uh, that got one artist into this crazy EDM world? Because it is crazy. <laughs> this, the, maybe it's a person or a track or a music or an event or it could be anything. You think in general or you ask to me? To, for you, to you. I'm asking you. How, how you get in touch with the EDM world? Yep. How did you decide to get into this world? Basically, I was a super fan of uh, um, Daft Punk. So I started to listen to music because of Daft Punk and the, those kind of electronic bands. <laughs> but the first approach was because in my hometown, 
I was uh, like when I, you know, when I, you are a 14, no, 16 years old, you you try to enter in this kind of room called discotheques, like clubs nowadays, but discotheque was like 20 years ago. And uh, I remember that time there was some proper techno DJs. The, the first one I heard was Ellen Allen, and then so many other guests like uh, uh, Vitalik, Ben Sims, uh, Ricardo Villalobos, and it was very attractive for this kind of music because for me it was totally different from what we used to listen to the radios in Italy. And so I got very interested to this, but in the beginning I was not thinking to start producing or creating music. I was just doing, I, wa I wanna go to dance, this kind of music every Saturday. And after some years, yes, I realized that probably I need to do something myself for me. So. Mm -hmm. I buy some instruments, I try it and play around and 2006 I did also my first vinyl because of, of that, because I wanted to do also continue during the week, not only in the, in the weekend. So for me, the week is the creative music and the weekend is going to the clubs. I'm always living with the music. Definitely. <laughs> but it was actually not your first idea of how your life uh, is going to look like. So you were a student, a student of pharmacy, if I'm not mistaken. I was, I was. So yeah. <laughs> I just left because music. I was doing university. Yeah. Um, I, I did three, four years, just oh, wow. 20 exams. No, sorry. <laughs> I did 80 exams, but in 20 is not enough, you know, to get the graduate. So okay. what happens? Uh, in 2006, I did a track. That was uh, it was called Arcobaleni. This track was very played, much played. I was not expected because I just uploaded in a mass space. People asked me. People also good DJs like uh, I remember Boys Noise. I remember DJ Yellow, which is the producer of uh, one of the biggest records of uh, house music in the 2000s. And so what happens? The, the also labels contact me to release this track, and they signed a track, this track with a label. Mm -hmm. After one month or two, it went in stock out. This is the name to specify when you finish the copies of the vinyls. And uh, so many DJs that play in the in their cities, like in Belgium, Netherlands, after a while, get, come to meet or to ask me to play in their city or the promoter as well. So. When you are in the university and you look at, you go back home to to study, of course, and you look at the emails and you see every day requests to play around. What do you do? Okay, this is the time to decide. You want to do the pharmacist or you want to do the music. Of course, my family was not okay for me for my choice because pharmacy is more traditional work that probably is more sure for <laughs> your life, but it was too much hard. Too much easy for me the, and difficult in the same time, but too much easy to choice and I chose to to continue with the music. So in the beginning, first year was very hard because of course, if you have no help from outside, nobody will tell you, oh, I want to invest on you <laughs> because <laughs> you do, you have a good idea. No, that's not enough. You have to do everything alone on yourself. So first year was very difficult for me. But after a while, I, I, I'm happy of what I did. So 
That's well, you, should, you should be definitely, but it was a brave move, definitely. <laughs> I have to say that. I think my story is very. Common. Sorry, sorry. Uh, can I ask you uh, to lower your the volume on your laptop a little bit because I hear some interruptions while we talk. Let's try. Let's try now. Yeah, I think it's going to okay, be good. Okay, perfect. Yeah, in the beginning it was like that. I was a student. Now we ended into this. But I'm happy of my choice, and it's a, a good thing for me that if I think myself in the back, if I have chosen, I, I, if I wanted to do another way, probably was not the right way for me. So you can you can blame MySpace, <laughs> I guess. Yeah, yeah. It started, it started from MySpace. Mm-hmm. But the, yeah, I have to say this because it happened like this. I don't want to okay. say something differently. Maybe it's not a really good story, but I believe it's very common for me. It is. It is. It is. It is. The other people maybe has more lucky or uh, more help from outside. In my case, it's the only way it works. It's also, I didn't have. I don't want to talk about uh, funds or money, but I didn't have the expectation to to study because um, music uh, schools like uh, we have in Italy. I don't want to say the name. It's very expensive, and uh, you know, in, even if you find a job, I was doing uh, another job, of course, to pay me to live in that time. But that's not enough. So I have to learn everything by myself, just watching tutorials on YouTube. That's not really a good thing to to say, but that's the reality. I didn't have the the, the chance to study music other way. But you did it perfectly well. Doing uh, music, uh, like electronic music, is not something that you can do if you are not really um, focused and convinced to do it. Like, this is your day, your your life. You can't do it like a hobby, like uh, when you go to play tennis or or maybe chilling, uh, hiking in the mountains. This is your life so you have to decide if you want to do it do it but never stop never quit otherwise it's impossible to reach what you like to do if i can add uh, it should be connected to your passion as well when we when you talk about the music like this and when you're working in this uh, in the scene like this well of course if you live for the music sometimes you have to make some sacrifice Probably you 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 know that you received some many invites from your friends to go out to chill, go to bars or whatever, and go to the park. But you can't because if you spend time outside, is the time you don't spend creating the music. So mm-hmm. it's not possible to live like other people. They have their normal life, but I I consider myself and I probably all the other producers. In electronic music, but also other genres, I think, is not something that you can uh, decide to manage and find the, the real balance of the hours of the day. You have to finish your all energy on the music, and that maybe, if you find some hour left for yourself, that's the way. Mm-hmm. So in the end, it's good also to quit. You know, for a weekend or a week. Sometimes I take also one week, full week, to go to the mountains just to switch it all, everything. But you, you, if you want to do the producer or the DJ, 
you have to live for that. Mm. I think. Definitely. Okay, so you live in Prague, right? For how many years? Like six for now, right? It's Zisco is uh, Prague three. I just okay. moved recently, mm -hmm. but this is still the same. I mean. It, it doesn't matter Prague 3 or Prague 6 or Prague 5. I no, of course not. Of course By work, I go everywhere here. It's not so big city, but it's quite big, yes. It is not, but it is beautiful. I have to say that. Uh, but I am curious uh, to hear how did you decide? What is the reason uh, for moving there from beautiful Italy? Well, beautiful Italy is true. It's a beautiful country, but it's not really good for music, I think. Mm -hmm. Because even if you have the, the possibility to play in some clubs, in the end, you don't have the possibility to create your, your, yourself a stability. Um, I just wanted to move because I see the, the, the chances to working just with music, living with music, because work is not really a, a word I like to, to spell, but it's... Living with music, I think it's better if you go, for example, if I have to recommend London, Berlin, where all the DJs and the producers are based. But for me, it was not interesting because I know all the labels are based in the Berlin and London and DJs as well. But I have to go where I, where I like. And Prague is one of the, I think is the second best city uh, in the world after Venice. The only thing is, I was uh, living in Padua, which is 20 kilometers, 30 kilometers from Venice, but Venice, you know, if you haven't been there, it's very difficult to live there because you can't move. I, otherwise, if there is high water or you have to take boat every time, so it's not really comfortable for my kind of living. But that, of course, is my favorite city. So I, I chose Prague because it was my favorite uh, option, my first option if I have to move from Italy. In the future, I think if I have to change, I will go in another city like this. I mean, I want to go where I get, I get inspirations. Mm -hmm. So this is the thing. If you work with the music, you have to feel comfortable because you are totally full immersion on, on your uh on your um yeah on where you are so, mm -hmm. so i hope you I, you understand what i mean but this no, is I'm com complete, complete I, I, I just wanted to try with prague um but there are many other beautiful cities like also belgrade i think belgrade is a good point if somebody will move there to make music is i i will recommend it Better than Berlin, for sure, or better than <laughs> London. In my opinion, it's my taste, you know. Other people will say Berlin is better. For me, I visited, but I didn't feel the, the energy I need. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's perfect for clubbing, but, you know, I, I'm a passionate of uh, um, buildings um, and characteristic uh, places like uh, Prague is not here, something you can find everywhere. And, more colorful than Berlin for sure. Well, you know, you're always welcome to come over here whenever you want. <laughs> so I like it. I remember I was there for vacation. Mm -hmm. There is a very good center. The, the um, Saba, I remember. Uh -huh. Saba, yes, I remember also. Dorkol. Dark, Dark Dark we have uh -huh. many 
paints, I don't remember the graffiti is the name. Mm -hmm. <laughs> My English sometimes is not the best. Ah, you're <laughs> good, you're good. <laughs> because I don't speak so many times and during the day, you know, I have to create music, <laughs> that's it. <laughs> I understand, fine. don't worry. All right, so uh, what I found extremely interesting um, is you being an independent artist. So not having agency or a manager behind you is not something you, you face often. You know, uh, because if you're a talented DJ supported by big names uh, out there, uh, it's not something that you find as normal, let's call it that way, even if it sounds weird. Um, so why did you decide to do everything on your own? Well, um, in the beginning, you, you start alone. So you have to make your own experiences or even mistakes because maybe you decide to release a track in a sort of uh, um, done like that but nobody suggested you to put for example another kick sample or another uh, melody more catchy so you are alone in the beginning you start alone and when you are doing it for many years all the experiences also tell you more and more what you you, you have more confidence of, of com you're more confidential on the right uh, choices you have to take. So in my case, I, I got many times that I asked to myself, yes, maybe I need a manager, but for what I need for finding labels right now, I don't need it because labels, uh, basically they, yes, they know me. So if I want to connect with labels, I just said, uh, send the demos and they will receive it. I don't need a manager that speak for me in that mm -hmm. case. Other cases are maybe to schedule your release or give you a program. Um, it's their opinion, it's my music. I have to decide the program. Um, other possibility that a manager can increase your brand? Yes, there are, but on what? So if you start asking yourself why there is a manager, I think most of the time the manager is coming when there are two cases. If you sell very well the music because you are making many monies, of course you will receive so many requests from managers because they want to take the piece of the cake. Mm -hmm. The other case is when you are very small. I mean, I don't want to say small because it's bad to say this, but for me English is not easy to explain the, this thing. When you are in the beginning, okay? And so you don't have any contacts. This is the time that probably you need a manager because they have the contacts. The contacts to connect you with the labels, the contacts to connect also with the clubs, like agencies doing with the promotion. Mm -hmm. uh, but now um, I don't care about this. I mean, I'm in a position that I just want to do music and release music. I don't want to feel any other suggestions because I, in the in the past, it was not a, a good idea. When I talk with some managers, I see many contradictions, and they try to um, bring me to another places because they just want to care about uh, making music that sell you more, or maybe they care more about um, another kind of. Uh, yeah, is your music so? If you need a manager because of the contacts that you don't have, is a good thing. I, I understand. But for a scheduling your release or telling you what to do, this is not a good idea in my case. I prefer mm -hmm. people understand that they are not alone because it's good to have many people and a team that works with you 
uh, in your work with them. Like, for example, I have um, a publisher, I have uh, booking agencies, but they don't tell me what to play. So I don't want a, a manager. I just want a team, like uh, a good person that uh, um, suggests me, but they don't decide for me. That's the, I don't, I don't know if you understand what I mean. Yeah, I understand, but I Many think... managers, they just sign artists and they decide in the end what to do mm -hmm. because they, they, scale, they, they filter the request for you. Mm -hmm. uh, this is not a good point. I mean, if somebody want to write me and ask me a remix, if I like the tracks, I want to do it. I don't want to say no because my manager say, this artist is small, so you don't have to do it because it's not good for your profile. I just mm -hmm. want to do music, so it's better I, I manage myself. Of course, if in the future it's too much difficult because <laughs> too many requests, I don't know, or something else, maybe yes, but you you trust on somebody that is deciding on you, on your music, it's not very easy, I I think. Well, I think in, in that story, a booking agent has more importance than, no, I'm, I would not say any other of, of those important people uh, besides some artists, but um, if you want to get a lot of gigs, then a booking agent is the person who can help you with that. Yeah, if... booking agents is important, of course, mm -hmm. right now, because uh, doing the DJ, being a DJ now is something that is very competitive. It's not like 20 years ago that playing with a violinist was not something that you can't do without uh, exercising because you have to mix. You know, you know what to, what I mean. You have to catch the tempo on the mixer, on the, and that's not something that you learn in one minute. Nowadays, with the new technologies, um, for example, I have a console after, uh, here in front of me that has some functions like the sync button that helps you. I don't use it because, of course, I'm I'm able to play, but. If I want to show you how to start to play with this uh, console, I'm pretty sure that you just touch this button and you are able to play after five minutes that I show you do some things yeah. about this console, some tips. So nowadays, what I want to say is everybody can do a DJ, can, can do the DJ in five minutes, but be a DJ is different. So with this kind of competition of many, many people that want to operate, I don't want to say pretend, but want to do this this job. Agency also has more difficulties to find you the gigs. But since you are not able to sell yourself because you are an artist, it's not good that you sell your brand, your profile to promoters, to clubs. I think the only thing, the only way to do it in this case is with a, an agency mm -hmm. also, because of course, they can try to sell you. I don't want to say sell you because it's bad to talk about this, but um, to, to promote you in that country pro because they have contacts that you for sure don't, don't have. But promoters of this country probably already know you. So because they probably listen to your tracks in some digital streaming platforms. So it's good to have it. I mean, um, you have to do the track 
in my story, um, I started doing music before being a DJ. So in my case, agencies come to me and ask me if I'm freelance, if I wanna try with them. But if I have to suggest what, what is the way to reach the agencies if you are not a producer, honestly, I don't know because I don't know what they look. I, I mean, I know what they look on me because they, they find my releases on the stores and probably they feel, they feel like my profile is good for them. Mm-hmm. Other ways to, to reach those agencies, I don't know. Also, I don't, I not, I not have, I don't have a very good uh, um, knowledge of those agencies. I don't know which is the best, which is the worst. I just uh, talk with them when they approach me. And if I feel they are very interested, I try. And if it works in, for me and for them, of course, that's the way we keep the relation and collaboration and this also better for me right now because i can't concentrate i can't concentrate myself on the creating of the music during the week otherwise you know you have to spend many time for example you have to find yourself the the flights tickets or uh, whatever you, you have to manage on mm-hmm. bureaucracy visa or um, logistic way of getting making a show so you it's necessary by the day in the end of the day it's not possible that you do creating music also pr- promoting yeah. yourself for the yeah. for the events okay i understand it that's only for the events i mean you you probably need it for the music side i will say no. if you can make some good experiences and you are patient uh, and you are okay if you some if you do some mistakes on your on yourself then it's good to have uh, your career on solo. I mean, on solo, on um, on your on yourself. Your own, on your own, yeah. Okay, it's it's good that you mentioned uh, that kind of marketing. We we can definitely call it that way, uh, because what I also find found interesting uh, about you are streaming platforms like Spotify, even YouTube and Beatport. Um, actually, on Spotify. As far as I realized, uh, you have uh, more than 100 million streaming plays <laughs> and 30 million YouTube views. <laughs> so, yeah, that's, that's crazy number. Uh, first of all, congratulations on that. Uh, this is definitely something. And um, secondly, I need you to tell me what is the magic recipe <laughs> for achieving that? <laughs> Well, I, I don't know because um, in the end they are streams. So it's people that probably they like my music. <laughs> <laughs> the magic uh, could be releasing 2000 uh, tracks. No, I don't know. There is some way that probably you do some tracks. You know, there is a kind of algorithm, algorithm on those mm-hmm. platforms. Mm-hmm. Um, and probably it happens this. People uh, will listen your track and they say, hmm, I like this, keep going. And this is me creating a good uh, algorithm for yourself. And so those uh, stores that I don't want to mention because I don't want to make some differences, mm-hmm. probably will help you and support you. And with this, you you you, you get more, more audience and, uh, and ratio for uh, the next songs every time you you release something, you will see some good reaction immediately. 
I, I honestly, I don't do that much on myself to promote the music because I am very distant from all the kind of uh, promotion. I don't want to push the people to to listen, to, to, to tell them, listen my track. Mm -hmm. If they reach me, it means that this track deserves to reach them. That's it. Well, I like the way you think, definitely. <laughs> I don't want to look at. I don't, don't want to knock the doors, you know, for my music. It's music, so. I understand that part because I am alike. <laughs> Speaking of that, all right, uh, because you know, sometimes I, I see some a really big artist out there on Spotify that doesn't have so many plays like you do, for example. I'm not saying you are you're not big. I'm just saying that. Uh, some people are really like playing at the biggest festivals out there. Um, I don't know, almost every month somewhere. And they're not, their Spotify is not that strong, you know. So this is why I'm always uh, curious, you know. People also, uh, it's important to know this. The people in the other way is what they decide. If they prefer to have festival with DJs, that probably jump in console that instead of people like me that stay focused on the set and play because they like to play and that's it and they don't care about what they have in front that's the market you know so if you find that there are people that uh, play a lot but they, they don't have a bigger audience than mine it's be probably because they are better than mine in the stage i don't want to say other other things Mm -hmm. Okay, I approve. I approve that answer. So it's fine by me. Okay, so um, can you share with us uh, which artist you liked working the most? Sorry. <laughs> People usually don't like when I'm ask when I ask them this, but uh, can you share with us which artist uh, you liked working the most? Oh, with? many, many artists. <laughs> I mean. Um, Depends on the era and the age. I mean, not the age, the, the period. For example, if it's 10 years ago, if it's nowadays, or you mean like uh, all time? Artists. Generally. Um, first name I come in my head right now is Kerkray, I will say. First yes. name. But maybe if you ask me 10 minutes, in the next 10 minutes, some you other... You will name. change your mind. <laughs> <laughs> uh, now I'm thinking, I'm thinking about Cartier because today I was listening to his music. I was uh, mm -hmm. surprised that every time I listen to his music, it's so much inspiring for me. Also, could be, but yeah, more, let's see. Uh, James Holden, of course, is my favorite DJ of all time. Mm -hmm. uh, we have uh, Richie Otin. Yeah, those are my experience. And, uh, uh, Richie Otin, uh, Carl Craig, Jane Solden, Vitalik as well, even if it's a bit different because it's more lives, uh, electronic like band. Uh, that's it, I think, yes. Nowadays, mm -hmm. I don't have really a, something that someone that I would like, I would like to ask and say, uh, I want to produce with this new producer because. I like the the vintage stuff more mm -hmm. to get inspiration. I don't I don't listen to new tracks to get inspirations. Uh, but there are very very good talent. In, in every year 
I discovered, for example, my favorite of the moment is, uh, I would say, in LA or even Colin, mm -hmm. some many producer from Afterlife Records is the best, I think, um, worldwide is the best music right now for me. I mean, okay. it's my taste. It's other people will say other, <laughs> in my case is this. But if you ask me to collaborate, I will say definitely um, Carcray, Richie, or Danger Soldier. Perfect. I got the idea. If okay, they thank will you. never accept, because they maybe <laughs> I don't want to collaborate with me. <laughs> <laughs> you never know why. Why? Yeah, why that thinking? They don't know me, <laughs> for sure. But they can. They can meet you. <laughs> yeah, but uh, you also worked with uh, Corolla, right? Yes, I did the one track with her. Mm -hmm. uh, we basically we did last summer. Mm -hmm. But there was some delay because some scheduling plan in conflict, you know, because I got I got my own releases, she got her own. So we have to positify a little bit. Mm -hmm. Yes, we did this track uh, around August, I think. We finalized it in, uh, in Ukraine last uh, October when I went down to play also. I, got, I went to play in Viv in, in Kiev with her. And there we finished the track. It was uh, very good. Uh, it's going, it's doing very well. I, to be honest, is I, I like to see people still uh, enjoying this kind of uh, melancholic vocals and very moody tracks because it's not really something that I don't want to say they don't work for the dance floor, but it's very underground feelings, mm -hmm. not for. Uh, um, prime time radio schedule, for example, or something that you will hear in the television every day, for example, like uh, maybe other tracks I did in the past. Mm -hmm. So it was a, a good thing to, for me to see good reactions also from, um, of course, uh, the digital streaming platforms is doing very well. Yes, I enjoyed this. Now I also probably will work with uh, in the future, but this is just the first collaboration, and uh, I was uh, surprised that she she was a very also. Um, I, I mean, she's uh, very similar to me as taste. We play every time I go to her her live streams. I say, oh my god, and she plays all the tracks I also play. So we have the same taste basically, and that's a good thing when you to collaborate with an artist I think it's better if you find someone that already has your same kind of feelings and uh, that's uh, yes what was surprising to me was uh, the connection with her starting to to also talk about music yeah com completely right I think you're completely right uh, regarding that uh, I mean you're an artist and if you're collaborating with someone you need to feel like you know yeah if you want to do something together and and make it a blast yeah, you, you make it very fast if you put me something for example if you put me a country uh, folk band in front of me maybe it will take longer to finish a song mm -hmm. together with them because it's difficult to connect exactly <laughs> exactly okay so uh speaking of that you also uh, have uh, several uh, remixes made uh you did it uh, 
with Zoo, track Faded, Robin Schultz, Show Me Love, Roger Sanchez, Rodis Above and Beyond, Fritz Kalkbrenner, and so on and so on. Do you think this is also a good way to get noticed, remixing popular tracks? Uh, yes, for sure. But mm-hmm. um, I got many other, I don't want to say uh, I got many requests because I'm the best, but it happens many times that I receive uh, remixes, proposal from uh, such huge artists like them. And uh, honestly, it's not recent uh, frequent that I accept to re- remix. I just wanted to remix those artists because I really like the songs. Mm-hmm. I, I told you I like all the electronic music. I also like dance, indie dance, uh, whatever is in the radio. I, for example, yesterday I was listening to TCTS featuring Nono, and I was thinking this is my favorite pop dance singer of the moment. So for me, it was a, an inspirational thing to remix those kind of masterpiece like Robin Schultz, Show Me Love. Mm-hmm. And yes, of course, if they invite you to do remixes, probably you get a good audience. Yes, and of course, because they are hit makers. So you, you will do it some better ways if you put uh, your name on those tracks as well. Okay, okay, fine. I just needed approval for that. <laughs> yeah, but it's, of course, it's, the, it's normal, you, you know, because uh, sometimes the dance tracks are good, but in the dance floors, it's, I don't want to say they are not really good uh, working. Depends on the, on the crowd, depends on the situation, the dance floors itself. In my kind of sets, is maybe it's difficult that you will find that, that I play um, tracks from um, Roger Sanchez because despite uh, another chance, which is my favorite all-time track of house music, the other tracks is not my style. So I had to do this remix just to have the version that I like to play in my set. Mm-hmm. I don't want to say I don't like the original, but I like in that form, but it's not in my world. So I have to bring it to my world and make it uh, working for my sets. Perfectly said. (laughs) Perfectly said and perfectly done. So congrats on that. Okay, so what track that you made is the closest to your heart? Ah. It's going to be hard to pick one, I guess. Mm. Oh my God. Uh, (laughs) Closest to my heart would be... And why? I think the first one. The first one? Yeah, because it was like the um, the time you say, this is my track. I did this, you know. It's, you can't believe before doing it because I never started music. So when you realize you did something that is working and you are listening to that, you say, oh my God, I did something. That's it. So otherwise I won't say because I did so many tracks. So... Every track I did is, was uh, the best track I did in that moment. It was, it was I was feeling, you know. I, I bet if you do music, you feel you think the same. When you're producing the track and you say, this is my, uh, you, you feel that this is the best track you ever did. Mm-hmm. But that's the time you are doing it. 
is happening like this for every kind of musicians, producer, I think, or composers. But for me, for sure, the first track is the one that changed me. So I well, discovered that to do. I want to do this every day. Well, <laughs> I'm I'm not an artist, but I can understand that part for sure. <laughs> yeah. All right. So we're gonna play a little game right now. Are you ready? <laughs> it's called simply uh, the truth. So uh, I have seven uh, pieces of paper over here and every piece has a number on it. And I will need you to say one number, actually, sorry, three numbers out of seven. And uh, I'm going to reveal the question behind those pieces. And I will need you to answer those questions. It's nothing personal, don't worry. <laughs> okay, so it's like a... Uh, um, okay. Oh, no. It's not truth and there. People usually think about that. We're not playing there. Over here, we're playing only truth. <laughs> so They have just to choose the number and you ask me a question. <laughs> it's very okay. easy. It's very easy. Yep. So which one is the first one? So we have seven seven, seven numbers. The seven. Seven. Let me find it. Where is the seven? Oh, sorry. Seven says, uh, oh, did you ever experience a burnout moment and when was it? Uh, yeah, this part is difficult for my understanding in English. Burnout moment? What, uh, what burnout. Uh, how, how to explain this? Uh, when you're super stressed and you don't know what to do. Okay. It's like so, that end moment for you. Like you're on a lot of places, you know, and you don't know where to go first, how to deal with something. The, uh, referring to music uh, in my life? Uh, yeah. Uh -huh. Okay. There are many moments like this in the musician day life and life because creating music every day is not something that can be so systematic like... Uh, when you go, for example, in the beginning to pay me the equipments, I used to go to to do like a workman when you drag the stuff, you know, in the fabrics by night. And mm -hmm. that was very systematic. So you don't have to spend too much energies on your mind for that. You don't need to have a creativity or think about it. You can also think about other things outside of your work. In the music, it's not like that. You have to be super um, ready and uh, full to create. So there are many moments that you lost it because, of course, you are not a machine. You are not a computer. So you, you can uh, understand that this moment arrives maybe, I don't want to say every week, but can be, can be. And when it happens, you have to... Uh, feel comfortable and say, this is the moment. Okay, let's shut down, go outside, <laughs> work. Maybe take also three days, full days. And I usually go to the mountains in the Dolomites and I stay there alone, completely in the woods, thinking about no music in the... I, for example, I never listen to the music in the car. I just want to hear the, the sound of my car. <laughs> <That's it. laughs> because you need to switch 
many times during the day, even if you are living for the music, it's important that you switch. Mm. So it's important that the burnout, if it is the thing, is important to, to realize when is coming this burnout and then you stop it. Otherwise, then you feel uh, stressed because you are pushing too much a thing that is not com- is not possible. The creativity is not uh, something that you can push True. to anybody. True. All right. Uh, the second number. I, I win. <laughs> <laughs> we will see at the end. Okay. You have two more. Okay. <laughs> okay. Tell me the number. It will be the five. A five. Oh, uh, what was the biggest shame moment? Uh, many times. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm a human, so every human has some shame. Give me something. <laughs> every, uh, the biggest. Well, the biggest. The, the one that you can remember. I have to think. Uh, when I sing, and I and I hear my my voice <laughs> after I recorded. I say this is not a good singer. I I feel shame of this, but this is the first thing I feel. I think about my uh, because I was recording vocals before. <laughs> oh seriously? Yeah. So I was oh. thinking, okay. This is not really a good singer. But did you send it to someone or? Yeah, yeah, but you know what? I did a track like in November. Music is the way, the one released on Solubon labels Dynamic. Mm-hmm. And that one is my voice. But since I'm not a singer, I use the vocoder. So, uh... so now it's, not, it's possible to hear it without saying, okay, this is not a good singer. Because oh my I God. modulate a lot of your voice. Many shames I can do every, every time when, for example, um, well, I don't know when, for example, you go to uh, outside and you try to to talk in Czech. I'm living in Prague and uh, six years here. I never understand nothing of Czech, but I try to speak. And the people, when they recognize this is not a, a very well Czech speaker, after two words, they stop me and they, and they say, let's talk in English. <laughs> So many times it happens also this to me, but uh, I try to speak in in Czech because at the end of the day is where I live, but it's difficult. It's difficult language, right? Learning a language is easy if you practice it. So if you don't work with people, then it's difficult. The only thing I do with people here is joining the restaurants, cinema, bars, and so <laughs> And going to market. <laughs> and yes, you understand. And shops, and if you have to buy a new pair of shoes, probably <laughs> that's something that you, you need to use to know. But for the rest, um, I have everything in English, even if I don't speak very well, but my account is in English. My doctor also speaks Italian. So <laughs> we have everything. Uh, it's a big town. But it's a shame for me because, yes, people, they quit me very fast. Like, okay, mm-hmm. stop it. We know you're not as very well speaking. Tech. Okay, I, I, I get the struggle. All right, uh, and the third one. Okay, and we have a third one. I suppose it was two, but it's okay. Number three. Number three. 
Number three says, aha, if you were not in the music industry, where would you be? No, don't say pharmacy. <laughs> pharmacy, I just completely deleted. I went for, um, because pharmacy was the beginning, but I wanted to, the real, the real dream was to create perfumes. And you, in Italy, you have to do five years of uh, university in pharmacy and then specialize in perfumes. Wow. Another two or three years. But I realized it was um, too much. Eight years <laughs> and maybe more was too much. So I decided to quit it. After that, I, I studied a bit of wine because I'm very, um, my hobby is also tasting wine. I like all mm -hmm. kinds of wine. I have no preferences. But um, living for a wine year maybe also is not my second preference. Well, could be. Yeah, could be. Wine yard or probably farmer. I want to go in the nature after this because I spent very, very much hours in the studio. So I need something very opposite. And the opposite is going in the nature, of course. Perfect. Not in the city, not in, uh, yeah, even Sorry. more, I'm already uh, isolated because music isolates you, but mm -hmm. they want to isolate even more. <laughs> so if, if things went differently, maybe I would wear your perfume today. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> or uh, drink some wine uh, that that was that you produce <laughs> i still i still keep this like hobbies like for example the wine i keep it as an hobby perfume i buy so many perfumes even <laughs> if i use always the same but i like to buy perfumes because i there is something like uh, uh, art also in that because uh, you, you smell perfume and you feel you like to recognize the from what is it, uh, you know, for example, patchouli, you recognize is that and the wine is the same thing. So it's very connected. And also with the music, I like to do the same thing many times. When I listen to the music, I like I like to recognize the, the, the name of the synthesizer they use it. So for me, it's a hobby. Okay. And, uh, <laughs> and all those things are actually typical Italian things. So <laughs> yeah, I mean, Okay, so um, let's continue with a couple of more questions. So, uh, yes, you release your music for the biggest labels out there, uh, like Anjuna Beats, Spinning, Armada, Dynamic, even After Hours, which is Tiesto's Deep House label. This was actually the first moment, uh, the first time I heard your music. It was uh, a year and a half ago, I think it was the beginning of last year, uh, when you released your track uh, Voodoo. I was thinking, yes, she yeah. was, she's gonna say that. <laughs> of course. Yeah, yeah, the wooden was very well, like, it works out very well last year. Many people are supporting it already, uh, still now. Yeah. This was actually the first track that I heard from you, and this was an instant moment when I realized there is another great talented artist <laughs> that I want to hear a lot more from, so I started following you, uh, and you and your work. It seems that all of that, all that you did, uh, actually uh, was realized by the big producers, DJs uh, in the scene. Even if you you think I'm a trans producer because many releases on uh, After Hours by Tiesto or, or uh, 
the Anjuna by Above and Beyond or mm -hmm. the other. In the end, I'm not considering myself in that side. I'm more like a, a techno producer that has many influences from the progressive. So as a DJ, I always look more and catch more from the techno scene than, rather than the other scene. Yeah. So that's the thing. I look more in that side. Yeah, this is how I see it as well. You know, I'm not specifying. So this yeah. is good to confirm. <laughs> it is good. <laughs> it is good to confirm. Um, okay, uh, this one is a tricky one of it. <laughs> so I hope you're ready. I'm joking. Um, if you, if I uh, could ask you to pick to play at the biggest venues around the world every month, uh, or to sit in your studio mm -hmm. and produce music only, what would you choose? Uh, no, for sure, you know, I have to be honest, <laughs> other people will say playing, but for me, uh, music is something that very, very isolates me from the other side um, of the world. So it's like, take me, sometimes it's like you feel you are in, in Mars or in the moon, so mm -hmm. it's totally outstanding. But of course, when you produce this kind of music, which, which is dance floor music, the best thing that you, you do is when you create and the other thing, the, the second best thing you do, you, you do in this world is when you see the reactions, otherwise you are the only one enjoying it. And so seeing the reaction of uh, your own tracks being played in a festival or in a club, I don't care about how many people or less people they are, just seeing and feeling the reaction is also something that you will never um, uh, like to don't see any time. Uh, I mean, like to, in English, um, be uh, without, understand, <laughs> understand the point? Uh, okay. <laughs> okay, because now I, I, I'm feeling some words are missing from my book. <laughs> but it's, that's the thing, I, I think it's necessary to have both of the things if you do this kind of music. Mm -hmm. For example, another reason why I live in Prague is because there are many, many clubs. Every time I go to outside from chilling with some friends, I have to, I like to enter in the club also on Tuesday or Wednesday because I am also a clubber. And as a clubber, I like to see how a, a specific track uh, um, react to me when I listen it in the dance floor, which is different when I listen to it in the in the studio. So it's not possible to have it separately for me. Uh, the two things is going together, but in of course in separated time. For me the best is by week producing and weekend the playing. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I definitely think the I think same. You say just choose one, I say of course. Reducing, reducing this until I have uh, airs. <laughs> I want to do it until the last day of my life. <laughs> uh, nah, it's, it's going to be fine. Don't worry about it. Uh, but yeah, definitely, I, I understand that the, and uh, agree that both is important. So. Yeah. It is a tough question, and uh, I didn't expect actually uh, from you to answer that question, <laughs> but I'm glad you did. Um, but yeah, it cannot, one thing cannot happen without the other one. So 
Yeah, this exactly. Is my opinion you know, as well. Because also when you listen uh, the tracks, most most of the time it's very different feeling when you listen to it inside of a dance floor together mm-hmm. with other people. Uh, every track has a new dress or a new uh, um, kind of feeling when you are different uh, situations. So it's important for me to have it also in the. I have the the possibility to play it in front of people, not only for myself. Mm-hmm. Also because for me, I never listen my music. I mean, it's, I create the music, but I don't listen to it my, myself. I don't like to listen to me. Uh, sorry, I don't like to play. Listen to your music. Yeah, but in yeah. front of people, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're not the only one thinking like that. I know a lot of artists <laughs> saying yeah. the same thing. So, of okay, I understand. Um, okay, uh, you are long in this industry. Of course, you faced so many challenges out there and disappointments as well. Mm-hmm. Can you reveal some of those? I mean, we all know that this industry can be rough and harsh sometimes, but what were those moments that were a little bit hard for you? Let's call it that way. Well, there are many moments uh, that I faced because basically, uh, for example, the the relation with the labels is a problem that anybody will face. And sometimes this is the reason why there is a manager because a label will never say fuck you to a, an artist, but they would like to tell you and probably if you have a manager behind, like a bridge, it's better to, to keep down and calm. Because what, what I want to say is this, when you um, create the song, as I said before, you want to sign it with the right people that really care of it. And when you uh, see something like an expected deal they offer back to you, like uh, trying to bind you because uh, they signed this record, but they also want uh, your next life uh, in exclusivity, <laughs> something like that, and you say, why? There, you will face people, the reality of this kind of people. I don't want to name labels, but there are many labels like this that I didn't like it. They didn't mm-hmm. like me, and they and they cut it because um, if you want to ask me the exclusivity, uh, it's like asking me to wedding a wedding. So a wedding is between two person and is all put this in 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 Letty. And so you have to also give me something back to me, not only because you are so much cool for the people, you have this big logo, the people wear your t-shirts and you are so proud of yourself. That's not enough for me because I'm giving you my track. So this moment that probably, uh, I don't want to say will change because I'm very happy with what uh, I did. And this is probably the reason why I'm still doing music. Other people that only try to, in Italy we say le care il culo, which is not a very well word, but it's like when you, um, you, I don't want to say you are the slave of them, but you do whatever they ask you. There are many people in this um, business, in this world, that until they sign with this kind of label, they will do everything. And this also what ruin, ruins the heart because then these kind of people will accept anything. And uh, probably they don't 
like the track they sent and they ask the changes, but then you lose the art because it's your art, it's your track. So you have to to send it to send the track as you you wanted to do it. And with those kind of labels, sometimes it's difficult to explain this, and they wanna do the same uh, additional things on the label on the track and try to change it. But it's okay. Uh, other things I also, yeah, basically the only uh, things you will face in the music is like the this. I don't want to say labels or agency are the enemy, but you have to make experiences, understand this point. Otherwise, you, you, will, nev- you will never see good re- results, I think. <laughs> because when they know, <laughs> that you re- you really <clears throat> care about uh, you 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 do really care about you, the song you are giving to them. Probably they also spend more time on you. That's the thing. Completely, uh, I think this is uh, appreciation that you that you miss sometimes. Speaking of the labels, first of all, and this is what I you don't yeah. like. You lost As an artist. Time. For, for me, for example, it's not like other people that they send a record to a label, they will say, yes, I like it. They send you a contract and they sign it. For mm-hmm. me, sometimes I, I lost every minimum one week or sometimes also one month to deal and discuss any point. Mm-hmm. Because for me, it's important to be sure they are very on, into that and not just because they want to sign a track of me and that's it. Mm-hmm. Okay, so uh, 15 years later, since all of that began, what would you say to your younger self if you could start it all over? Okay, Um, I realized that the point of being so many, um, to have so many different styles of myself because of my creativity tell me to to do this, I realized that for other people, this point is not good. For the other people that hear you, they feel too much unexpected. They pretend that you do only that song every time, just changing a little bit of it and changing the title, of course. So for the other people, that's the, the key. They think about you, they want to they wanna get the expectation of that uh, product every time. And probably, I would say for other people, this is the way it works. So I would say maybe if to answer you, this is the thing I would try to do it, but I'm not sure. I mean, I really like, like the way I did. So no, that, that's not uh, adapt for me. I, do, I would never do differently because mm-hmm. I like also the mistakes I did. Some mistakes, I mean, like some tracks was, was maybe too much commercial, too much pop in that moment comparated to what I'm doing now, but that's what I like it to do. So it's not a mistake. It's not nothing I will never forget. Okay. Mistakes are good and no regrets are good. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. So um, this month you released uh, your new track called Gone and it is going wild everywhere and I'm sure it will be even more uh, successful. Uh, so, are there any new tracks or projects uh, you want to share with me and all the listeners? Okay, Ghana is the last one. I probably 
no, there is another upcoming releases uh, in another okay. label, the label of Lenate. This never happened. Uh huh. Uh huh. Of course. Uh, in June. Mm -hmm. But then I decided that I want to change completely plan. I don't want to lose time any time with labels and discuss. I'm very good uh, with uh, Lenate, and I never lost time with them. I don't want to say to them, but other labels, yes, in the past. So I realized that the best thing for me is a right to open a label and do it as I want to do it. And the oh, people wow. that, that like the label has to like it because that's the music I want to uh, do and that's it. I, they don't have to follow me because uh, I release tracks on other labels. They have to follow my label because they found in, the, in this new label their new inspiration. They, they have to like the direction. I don't want to tell nothing now about the direction, the music. It will be a surprise, but I, it's something different from what I did before. Amazing. I mean, opening a label is a huge step, so I wish you great success with it. And yeah, I am yeah. sure it will be amazing. And I cannot wait to, to see that that project uh, started rolling. Okay. So, um, Hermano, and this is actually funny, Hermano in Spanish word, uh, means a brother, and your name is Hermano. <laughs> well, in, in real, Hermano is come from Herman, which mm -hmm. is also in German, uh, or Armin, like <laughs> Armin van Buren is one of your favorite DJs, I guess. Yeah. How do you know that? <laughs> Hermano is, uh, yes, is also similar, but has a different uh, significance from Herman. Mm -hmm. Real name is Herman. Hermano in Spanish is not a name. Is a, a like, No, it's not a name. Exactly. Okay. So yeah. Hermano, like the name in Italy, is coming from the name of, of the German name. Aha, uh aha. -huh, uh -huh. The okay. Herman. Oh, good to know. Every day you learn something new. <laughs> in Spanish, they don't have a name like Armando. Maybe they are Armando. Similar. No, no, no. The, the, the Hermano in Spanish means brother, literally. Yes, yes, yes. But I think they don't have names like no. like no, no, no. Probably they have Armando. Yeah. Maybe something. For like sure. That. For sure. Which is <laughs> the same thing, but uh, different. All right. Interesting. Okay. So, um, Hermano, thank you for this lovely conversation. Uh, I enjoyed talking to you uh, and um, learning some new stuff, I guess, related to this crazy world. I hope uh, you um, had a great time with me. Yeah, yeah, very good question. I mean, sometimes very difficult to reply because uh, all the questions you did was, of course, legit, but... Um, Talking about me is not easy. I mean, I prefer the people. Uh, yeah, I know it's, it's difficult that the people only listen to my music. They also are curious and they want to discover different things about me. But I consider myself like um, um, an album. Mm -hmm. I don't want the people get too much into the person because the person is Hermano. Spada mm -hmm. is uh, the music. So. I like to answer, but normally, yes, I prefer to to separate the two things. When I go down and meet the people, I'm completely uh, different person. I'm, I'm hermano, you know, so 
So they will uh, th never think about that. Probably they will never realize that they do music if they never know. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Well, we were talking about music mostly, so <laughs> that's yeah, the idea. Because, because you are talking with me because uh, uh, my my profile. But if I go downstairs and meet people, I will never say what I do. I don't like to say I'm a musician. I go to this store and listen to my music because I'm, mm -hmm. I don't want to say I'm shy. But uh, I know I don't know how to explain it. I don't like to to invite people to. They have to find. Me. I have to say you're a humble, you're a modest guy, and this is really cool to see. And it's not often. <laughs> I have to add that. Yeah, I hope. But <laughs> I hope I am not the last one. <laughs> no, 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 definitely you're not. You're not. Uh, there is a lot of uh, similar people uh, in this industry, but it's not often to 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 meet. Uh, I know, unfortunately. <laughs> no, no, that's no, not luckily, bad. Luckily, I want to say. <laughs> luckily, that's better. All right, uh, I'm glad. I am uh, glad that you enjoyed this uh, interview, and uh, thank you again for making this episode interesting and for sharing your story with everyone watching and listening. Uh, of course, I wish you all the best with your music, with production and uh, future uh, gigs and the plans that you have. Uh, I will for sure keep supporting you and following you uh, and your work. And I hope to see you soon somewhere uh, around the world at some big festival. <laughs> Or maybe you could play here in Belgrade. Why not? <laughs> That is an option as well. Small clubs is always always fine for me. I I don't have a, so many expectations. I mean, this summer I play also in festivals, in big festivals. But uh, for me, when for example they invite me to play also in small events, mm -hmm. I I is the same feeling. If they told me tomorrow they, you play in that big festival, it's the same. I like to play, so it doesn't matter if there are 10 people or 100 people. Exactly. Or uh, this... 1,000 uh, or 10,000 or 50,000. It's the same. So if I have to play in Belgrade, I'm happy to do it uh, and uh, hope the people will come. <laughs> this is how artists should sound like. So thank you for, for being like that. <laughs> thank you. Okay, so um, thanks uh, to everyone who stayed tuned and uh, watched uh, this episode. Let me know if you enjoyed it. You know the drill. Click on the like button below this video on YouTube and leave a comment if you have anything uh, nice or bad to say. Of course, feel free to do that. If you haven't subscribed to Connected by Frequency YouTube channel, Please do it and do it now. And of course, keep in your mind that we are all connected by frequency. Until next time, stay safe and have fun. Bye-bye.